Anyways, welcome back. We have a very different kind of episode today. With unusual, because I'm hosting. And we're a two-man group for right now. Because a lot of life stuff happened. So we're going to be doing our... <laughs> the best thing we ever could have done is uh, Road to Gintama, the final. Yep, and this is right the, the Gintama Christmas 2020 special, boys. Woo! Everybody, all you Gintama fans out there, woo! Dude, there's only like That's six it. of them. Come on. There's only six get of crazy, them. Get crazy, get wild. No, there's seven, Jake. All right. They, they've six. grown. They've grown up. No, we lost one yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> He disabled Twitter yeah. for some reason. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. I was gonna say there's gonna be a bit of a, a messy episode, like Jake said. Um, it's not gonna be a main line or anything. It's just a uh, road to Gintama. Even if you guys don't watch Gintama out there, please listen to this. We uh, need the views. Um, and this is also the Christmas episode. We're probably not gonna fucking talk about Christmas, but uh, you know, you want to get in the Christmas spirit, just listen to it. Oh yeah, most definitely. This is gonna be one shit show after another. Worse than our actual mainline. But we can also think of this as a more of a training arc for the real episodes that are coming on on Ed after twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, and also I mean like th- this is like <laughs> last second. So I mean I'm sorry if it just sounds like really discombobulated, like more than usual. Uh but this is a new format. Uh I and uh others like Jake and uh, I think I mentioned Atel and Javian uh wanted to try out, which was uh you know, just like talking about different shows, like maybe leading up to movies, we'll do like a road to X movie, road to X series. And of course, Gintama, the finals coming up. Me and Jake are huge Gintama fans. So I figured road to Gintama would be, you know, a, a good thing to do. But we had hardly any time to prepare for this. Uh, so it's probably just going to be a lot of spitballing, but hope you guys enjoy it anyways. Yeah, we're pretty much just going to be uh, gassing up Gintama and why it's uh, one of our favorite shows, my favorite show, and one of his favorites. Yeah, we're just going to be sucking its dick this whole time. So, I mean, oh. we can just, you know, get out, <laughs> get this shitty ass intro out of the way. Uh, you're the host. Yeah. You can go ahead and bring up whatever you want. Well, anyways, first things first, we got to ask the age old question. What do you like about Gintama? Just give me like two, re- two reasons as to why. What I like about Gintama. Well, um, there's a lot. Like the comedy, of course, uh, even though it's sometimes oh, it doesn't always land like it is straight man comedy 95% of the time, which means that it's going to be a lot of the times the same format of joke. So sometimes they don't stick the landing. But for the most part, I really do like it. I love when anybody plays the straight man, uh, like fucking, especially like Shimpachi and Katsuda. <laughs> Katsuda somehow plays the straight man sometimes, which I find hilarious. Uh, stuff like that. The comedy, I think, is really solid. Um, and of course, uh just the emotional uh things about it like i think it's serious arcs work as well as they do because of like because of the comedy arcs because i do hate when people watch gintama just for the serious arcs and then you know like they, they get mad when they're not that good i'm like well yeah the the best part of the serious arcs is like seeing them go through this emotional trauma and pain and it's even harder to watch them go through that because you've seen all the comedic things they've done how much they all love each other and stuff like that so it's just like it's the perfect mesh of everything. Like in time, I think masters comedy and masters sadness and masters grief and masters like every emotion. And I think Sodachi knows how to weave that into a story. Yeah, especially because a lot of this ties into world building. Like you don't get the serious arcs until you know episodes one hundred. Like fifty was probably like the first serious serious arc, I would say. But it wasn't that. It was it was good, but it wasn't that great. But then you go to like what I would think the better one is um, the battle in Yoshi- Yoshizara with um, when you first fight Hosen, or if you find out about Hosen, and he's the main antagonist of that series arc. That one hits home because not only do you have over 137 episodes, something like that, of just you're pretty much put into the life of the odd jobs, and you're pretty much seeing it side by side. You're the the uncannily you're the fourth member of them because you're seeing them so much and that's really good and like you said the comedy the comedy hits and the comedy can't hit sometimes and that everyone comedy is different but for us you know shit jokes and straight man jokes are fucking hilarious so we're gonna laugh our ass off most of the time yeah like a lot of the jokes and they're really fucking stupid but 
that's what I like about him. Like some of them don't even make sense. <laughs> and you're just like, all right, I'm gonna laugh at it anyways. Um and like yeah, I just get like cons out of the way real, real quick. Like, um even though I do like the whole JoJo stand arcs, it's just one of the things we can tell they do like beating some jokes into the ground. And that episode is or that arc is an example of that where they just repeated the stand joke for almost five episodes straight. And I was like, all right, guys, I get the joke. Uh, I can move on and stuff like that. That that was the one that kind of bothered me. And then the Star Wars arc in general, I was honestly just miserable watching that. The whole Elizabeth uh, intern arc. I'll be honest. Yeah, I really did not like that arc. It was followed up by probably, perhaps one of the funniest arcs, <laughs> the scandal arc. <laughs> yeah, the, especially I think it hit harder for you because you loved opening 10. You still do, mind you. But opening 10 was one of those. It looked so good. But nothing really happened. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those ones. Oh, yeah, we can talk about another another thing. The openings. I can t- those openings are... I think a lot of Gintama fans and non-Gintama fans can agree. Like They have one of the best openings. Besides Black Clover. Black Clover right now, they've been freaking hitting out of the park for some odd reason. And I'm enjoying it every single time I watch it. Whenever I see a new opening for Black Clover, but Gintama's openings, they a lot of them they do show the characters like a good solid amount. Like you could tell what everyone is just from the openings alone. Whether it be like you know opening five, everyone starts getting serious to opening twelve at the end where Shinpachi and Kagura just kicking Gintoki just out of nowhere. It shows the kind of relationships that they have with each other yeah no i was gonna, i think that's like one of the strongest suits can tell me is that uh even though they do like do a lot of like the standard you know showing stuff with them running uh or you know like Scooter. them showing the fight to like the villain and stuff like that or the signature shooter which i think is funny anytime they show it um it's like yeah the thing with like sorachi i think about Gintama the most is that he loves all of his characters so in almost all the openings it shows love to literally all of them so like you always get uh, Otai, you get Otsu, you get Catherine, Elizabeth, Katsuda, all of them. Anytime they all get the spotlight on all their openings, and even if they're like not prevalent in the opening, like uh, opening ten, you still get the Shinsengumi, you still get Katsuda's clan, you still get the odd jobs, you get the main cast basically, and they all get their own like equal spotlight. It's never just about Gintoki. I actually can't think of a single opening that's about Gintoki, which I think is pretty unique about Gintama. I would think opening thirteen is probably the most. Uh... The closest thing that we would say it's more of Gintoki, especially because it's like it's mostly remembering about the past with this te- with this with this teacher. And it's mostly looking back. I think that would be the most uh, the most prevalent of Gintoki's perspective. Okay, well, I was gonna just say for me, you already know my opinion. Opening eight, I just think that's more reflective of Gintoki's like at least past. And um, perspective and stuff like that, because it does show him at uh, at the oh, yeah. dojo with Shoyo, you know, his former master. And then uh, towards the end, it does zoom in with him. Uh, and I, what I love most about the ending and art ending, uh, all the Gintama openings, actually, in specific, is that they all go through certain evolutions. Like they always show Gintoki by himself, like uh, back during the Joy War. And then as the opening like progresses throughout the show, then you get more of the Joy Boys, you know, joining them, the Joy Four. Like especially in opening eight, it's Gintoki at the at first by by himself, just leading a charge uh, of like an army of none. And then the final version of the opening is the Joy Four, Takasugi, Sakamoto, and Kata, all fighting alongside him. And it's just like really cool to see. Um, but yeah, I, I think like with opening eight, it just perfectly like encapsulates that you know he has this very traumatic past, and the they got these super badass villains like going against him, like Kamui and Takasugi. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just a lot about opening eight. I could go on about it a lot, but uh, you can go ahead and see what you're gonna say. Yeah, no, I, I could tell you, like, you really sucked opening eight, Dick, and you still do, especially when uh, Spotify finally released them in our region. Oh my god, we can finally play this, we can play every single opening and ending pretty much on repeat. Because uh, a lot of does the songs they got uh they were now uh, they were locked before but now they're unlocked, which oh, I, know, I think we've got to mention that in the episode. Yeah, that Spotify. Uh, in case you guys listening out there didn't know, 
Spotify now has all of the Gintama openings and endings on Spotify. Uh, mentioned Spotify at the beginning, but yeah, uh, all Gintama endings and openings are on there. All 21 openings, all 30 endings. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, there's always some sprinkled in, but it wasn't like uh, there wasn't all of them. Especially, uh, especially I'm pretty sure it's most of them. Most of the, yeah, it's as as like the, probably like four, four, three. I yeah, I mean they're probably missing like yeah, they're probably missing a couple, but you know the the, the main ones that people want are there. Yeah. So and like especially like Achimote. Oh man. Well, if the can we get some spoilers of what we were gonna do? What kind of episode we were supposed to do today? <laughs> yeah, I mean, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm disastrous let's say that we would have been having a what you guys love a tier list for endings and a lot of people actually don't know a lot of endings which is kind of weird but i know a lot of the community does listen to like or they watch anime on netflix they watch it on amazon prime all of them use crunchyroll and funimation but with netflix and amazon prime you can usually skip they usually skip the openings and endings Openings, not so much, but endings, I know a lot of people do skip, which is kind of sad because there's a lot of bangers out there. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we're different because, uh, at least like me, uh, more recently, I've been listening to a bunch of endings. I actually think I even like some endings more than openings. Uh, they're just really good. Like, I think people overlook how good some endings are, and especially Gintama endings, because that on, on that particular list, because we are still doing it in the future, there were four Gintama endings on there. And, and we, we try to keep our rule of having a... Yeah, we, we try to keep our rule of having one opening or ending per series, but Gintama is just so fucking good with this, with this like music that we had to do that. So, And yeah, we could have... There's easily five more off the top of my head that I could have just added onto that list. Yeah, speaking of which, even with the music and the opening and ending, we, we haven't even talked about the soundtrack. Bonds Eye Blues? Ooh. Now that's a good that's a good song. Gintama has like such a it's a unique soundtrack OST design. Which a lot of like it's a lot of returning ones because they haven't really changed from episode one. But every time you hear it, it just you have that feeling of nostalgia every time you hear it in the later episodes, which I love. Yeah, so like some much pe- about it. people complain like that. That is one of like the main complaints I've seen. Gatam is that they use like the same soundtrack. I, I kind of like that about it. It's like it, it adds to the comedy sometimes. Like they'll play like the sad soundtrack, uh, like you know that sad song that they do uh, yeah. that they play. I don't. I haven't memorized the names of Gatam because you know, they really fucking I think it's theme. yeah. <laughs> well, Mato's theme is no, that's the serious one, and I fucking love that song. Uh, but no, the, it's, it's something about uh, if you ask me to marry you, I'll give you a German suplex or something like that. That's the name of the songs. They named them weird things. So that's what I love about Gintama. Everything's fucking weird. But they you, they play that a lot during like inappropriate times, or they'll just use it ad nauseum for like their fucking sad scenes and stuff like that. But it is kind of like a call to emotion it also is like nostalgic and i i just appreciate hearing them all this fucking time like it's always fun to hear the gintama soundtrack because it is very unique i think okay so you so you did say that you did have a couple of questions and i would love for you for you to disclose those questions okay well yeah so yeah so since this is technically a road to you know the gintama the final movie um and it's covering the Gintama Aftermath, uh, Silver Soul, which is, uh, I, I was mistakenly thought it was 664 through 704, but I think it's actually just 785 through 704, which is what the movie's going to be covering. So I just wanted to know, as I'm not a manga reader, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this aren't manga readers of Gintama, and are probably waiting for the movie like me, and you are a manga reader, without spoiling you know, what's going to happen in the movie, what, what should I be expecting? You're gonna get a lot of closure. Like you would be surprised. The ending. I know what the ending is gonna be, but the ending is the most Gintama way of ending the show. That's that's the best way I can explain it with no spoilers. Because there's gonna be fan favorites, and there's gonna be a lot of jokes. And I do believe, like in the movie, because they are doing two specials beforehand, which I think is gonna go right after the end of the the anime series. 
which is when Shimpachi was about to, you know, help Gintoki out at the end before there was there was a court gag beforehand. I think those two episodes are going to cover after, and they're going to go straight into uh, the tower, which is going to be where most of the action is going to take place in that middle tower. Um... What else could you expect? There's going to be, I know there's going to be anime exclusive comedy in there, which is going to be a treat for both me, you and me, which I'm going to be fine. There's going to be a lot of comedy. I don't know because where they, there's a certain part in the beginning where this, the, the gag is that they were running out of pages to like end the series with. I don't know how they're going to do that. That could be just like taken out. But the fight that's gonna happen, cause you you know, the director of the movie, of movie one of the battle of Benny Benny Zakura, that director is coming back, and we all know how it's, we all know how the fight's gonna be with two insert songs from Does. You know how that's gonna act. And it's gonna be amazing. I man. mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a great 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 movie, especially for. Everywhere. I think it's gonna it's gonna reward fans a lot. I think that's the best way. Cause with a lot of the snippets, the trailers that I've seen, even with the new ones and the little uh, screenshots, they are going back to a characters that you didn't see a lot. And a good one, I I can say this, uh the Reaper arc, the girl, you get mm-hmm. to see her again and which is a well, good treat. They showed her in the semifinal. Uh, preview so I had assumed as much yeah she's gonna I think that's uh, yeah she's gonna be in there so to all Gintama fans make sure to watch those semifinals because it's going to di- lead directly into the movie well I guess another question I had about it um one of my uh, even though it wasn't like a huge gripe one of my gripes with Silver Soul is that like compared to Sa- Shogun Assassination and Farewell Shinsugumi in the series arcs before it I think they went a little too deep into the comedy at points where like it was just a little too distracting. And I also think that they gave too much spotlight to everybody. So it kind of just felt like a prolonged thing. Is, th- is there a good balance between serious and comedy at the final part? Because obviously I don't want it to be devoid of comedy because then that would no longer be the Gintama. But I also don't want it to be excessive to the point where, you know, like you can't really care about the whole Shoyo thing going on. There's going to be there's going to be a good mix, I think, with the Silver Sword because at the time it was more of he wanted to end it, but he didn't want it to end it. So he was that's why it kind of felt like everything was uh, rushed. If that makes sense. He wanted everyone to get that like that closer for the begin for for the end because we're not going to see him again. Because if you saw like Gintama, they ended its its uh, its run and jump, then it moved on to a monthly jump. And then uh, I think it was uh, I think they moved to one more, and then they went to the app to finish it. And what Sorachi wanted to do, he just wanted to like make sure everyone had a spotlight, because like I said, like there was there was no other place that they could have been that could be added after the series ends. But I think with the Silver Sword, I think it's gonna be. More, more serious, like a Shogun assassination, like that stretch. There's a stretch where it's just straight serious. It's gonna have that same type of feel in the movie. Okay, yeah, because that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, like what I did love about like SA and FS, they did you know started off with gags, like they started off a uh, Shogun assassination with that penis joke, right? Where they all just come in yeah. dressed as gigantic penises, stuff like that, and then yeah, it ends up being yeah. one of the saddest arcs in the whole show and stuff like that so it's like he can get away with doing stupid comedy like that so i do have full faith in him uh it's just yeah i just didn't want it to like lose focus like i didn't want him to spend maybe 20 minutes in the movie focusing on i'm not sure if you know like otai and them are there or like anybody besides the odd jobs and shinten gumi are in the tower so but like i I just didn't want it to like cut away for you know 10 minutes focus on a gag with them and then you're like oh okay well now we're back at odd jobs and we can focus on them um so I'm just hoping that I'm just hoping that the movie stays focused. Basically, it's yeah. It's, I think it's gonna be there's gonna be like gags, but I don't think they're gonna really dominate the the overarching story. 
because I mean the thing with Silver Soul is like I think it's like my fifth fifth or sixth favorite arc of Gintama. And it's because it's a long arc. I don't think Sirachi is like he's a master of short, short six episodes, like eighteen chapters worth of content. That's the kind of short stories that are he's really, really good at. Because I mean, we have two arcs that are compared to Hunter Hunter and the Chimera arc in a Battle of York New which are considered one of the best arcs in like anime history and manga history. And to for a gag show, a comedy show to have two very serious arcs to be compared to those two, which are just shonen, primarily shonen. I think that says something to how Sorachi is able to really like write stories, write short stories that have so much information about whoever he wants. In just a short span of time. I think it's so good because you don't have to spend all that time just like watching like 12 episodes or like 14 episodes to get to like a conclusion. Yeah, I was going to say it's impressive. Yeah, because like you have, yeah, for all Shinsen Gumi, mind you, I haven't seen Hunter Hunter, but I know Kimera Ant is what, 60, 70 episodes long. And the fact that you so have long. this eight episode arc being compared to, you know, that longest arc, I think is extremely impressive. And then, yeah, with Silver Soul, I'm not trying to make it like sound like a disliked uh, arc or anything. It's just, yeah, like, and I, I think it is impressive that he was still able to make an extremely long arc like that, because that is the longest arc by far he's done, because he's done two to six episode arcs that whole time. Um, and to be able to do something like that and still have, like, a very cool story. And, and also, it's, like, my favorite characters that gave Uzdo a lot of the spotlight. Like, there's a lot of really cool things about it. It's just maybe, like, so the, the some of the weak comedy parts holding it back. But yeah, I, I I do think his writing ability is super impressive. Like to be able to jump between writing super short arcs, and his longest arc I think up until that point, funnily enough, was uh, the idol arc <laughs> with Takatine. Uh, that was a seven episode long arc, and every episode, every arc leading up to three hundred was five episodes, I think, or below. Yeah, I think uh, I <laughs> so. Think, oh, uh, I think it was like ten. I think something like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I was saying up until 300 because 300, yeah, then yeah. you got Shinten, uh, Sogan Assassination, which is eight, and, and Furrow Shinsen Megumi is also eight because they're both ep- eight episodes long, I think. Um, and then right after and that yeah. was the Battle of Rakukyo. Yeah, and same thing there. He picked up the pace there. That was a 12 episode long arc. And then you got Silver Soul, which is becoming a 21 episode long arc. And it's like, it was just crazy that he was picking up the pace like that. And it was still staying like, funny it was still saying super serious the fights were really good the like the, the fights honestly were probably some of the best in silver soul um in my opinion so like i said there's a lot of good things about silver soul and i just and the fact that aftermath is you know the jumping out point for it i am very hopeful i can jump into my next questions then because we have been gushing over gintama this whole time um i've mentioned mine to you before like off the pod so i do want to ask you first you're top five favorite characters from Gintama because I don't think I've ever heard like anything past uh, the obvious number one. So obvious number one is of course the silver ball. All right. You already know. I <laughs> yeah. can't really name like uh yeah. Uh, I can't really name like two through five. I can't really like put a ranking on them, but I can give you like what mine. So I think in the top five, Takasui, you're gonna as you said, you don't like him as like a top ten character as of right now in Gintama. To me, like after this arc, he's gonna jump because you you kind of have like an idea of what's hap- what's gonna happen, but what's actually gonna happen like during it, you're gonna there's gonna be some tear shed and he's gonna jump up a couple rankings. I'm hoping so. so Takasugi is up there. Uh, I love Katsuda. Katsuda is one of my favorite. Especially with one of his fights to his backstory. I loved his backstory being pretty much an only child and having to pretty much uh, survive on his own, be a coward just to survive because that's all he's known. Because he's trying to keep his family, his family's name. And that's why he got called the runaway, especially in Battlefield. Or, well, he was in the Battlefield. Shimpachi. Shim- Shimpachi, I think it's like. <sighs> He's in your top five, dude. That's that's a first I've heard. It's either no, because it's like he's six, 
or seven. Because I do have um, uh, Nobu Nobu. Nobu Nobu is at number four. Because that That's redemption, that redemption arc, really solidified. It really solidified him as a really top tier character for me. Toshi, Toshi, I gotta go with Toshi too. So we got Gintoki, Takasugi, Toshi, Nobunobu, and Utsudo. Those are those are number one solidified. What happened to Katsuda? You brought up Katsuda. <laughs> Why is he talking about Katsuda and just leave him out your list? Oh my god, dude! I'm forgetting. You know that? That's how hard it is to rank these these people. Oh, I know, dude. They're so good. Oh. I'm gonna hurt when I say mine, but yeah, for me, my number one obvious. I think you're a little, you know, excuse me, but uh, dumb, stupid, even if you don't have Gintoki as number one. Um, well, duh. I, I think he's just easily the best in the show. He's the best protagonist ever. Like, I haven't seen anybody better than him yet, and I, I love Monogatari. He's better than Adoragi. Uh, so yeah, he's the easy number one. For number two, for me is Kamui. Um, I just love him. I love his design. I love his backstory with Kagura. I love his motivation of, you know, wanting to kill me, Bozen, and becoming the strongest. He's not even necessarily a villain because, like, like he, they're, they're basically, like, the same to the show. So he just, his goal is to get stronger. He doesn't really care about killing innocent people. He doesn't care about, like, killing people in general. He just wants to fight. And, and you know, I mean, technically, he wanted to beat Hosen Dad, and Hosen is a bad guy. So he wasn't even on the wrong, I guess. Stuff like that. Um, and it was like a cool parallel with like, yeah, Takasugi. Takasugi had his, they, they both had motivations for revenge. I just found myself interested in uh, Kamui's motivation more, I guess. Um, then for number three, Nobu Nobu. Again, that was one of the most beautifully executed redemption arcs ever. Went from hating the guy, uh, anybody that's seen the show uh, knows what happened to Shogun Assassination, and you know what Nobu Nobu did, or at least was indirectly responsible for. You'd hate the guy. But then once spoilers, his death comes around in Silver Soul, it's like really heartbreaking. I literally found uh, a tear coming down my face as I was watching. Like, didn't even notice. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I didn't, I didn't think I'd end up liking this guy. So he's e easily sitting at number three. Utsudo at four, because again, he's one of my favorite villains ever. Uh, not much has to be said about him. He's a fantastic villain. I, I hope to God that he's going to be really cool in the movie. I'm sure he is. And, and five is uh, PG Kata. Yeah, Toshi, my boy, my male boy. Uh, I just like the Shinsugumi, so they're all in my top 10 for me, but PG is probably the best. Uh, and you had brought up Takasugi earlier, though. Uh, my only gripe with Takasugi, because I don't think he's a bad character, I have talked a lot of shit about him <laughs> to some people, but he's but an eight tier character trapped. No, no, he's, he's an eight tier character trapped in an s tier cast and it's like he's just the first 300 episodes he stands around and does nothing basically he didn't contribute in the benny zakura arc because bonsai was the one that was basically at the forefront of that whole entire arc um since bonsai to do his dirty work in crisis so bonsai's already done more than he has kamui shows up and actually has a fight in yoshiwada and he establishes his motivation right away and uh, feels like an intimidating presence. And then he disappears for 100 episodes, and he still feels like he has a lasting presence in the show over Takasugi. They even crack jokes about Takasugi, you know, like just standing around and looking cool and doing nothing. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, like the, one of my favorite episodes in the show, though, is uh, when Takasugi and Kamui overthrow the uh, Kiheita. And that's because, you know, Takasugi actually did something. And I think he would have... I think he would have excelled more, like, had, like, they shun him more. I know his whole point was that he's supposed to be this looming presence in the show, but, like, he didn't have this looming presence. He just felt like a gag character. Like, he literally just felt like th making fun of those types of characters rather than actually being that kind of character. Yeah, so, I, if that yeah, makes yeah, any that's, sense. That's, yeah, that's, that's a valid point. It's like, he's supposed to be the primary, the final boss before Utsuro, but you see Kamui way more. And a lot of his motivations you do find in uh, in Shogun Assassination Arc uh, 305, 304. That's where you find most of the motivations, which is that's a really long time to find, you know, final boss, quote unquote. 
his final boss is motive. And it was like, it was good motivations too and everything. It's just like, I think with like Sogan Assassination, I think a lot of people end up putting Takasugi that high because, you know, like the arc is good and the writing is good and all that. But I think Gintoki is the one that made the arc shine, honestly, more than Takasugi. And that's because we've spent way more time with Gintoki. So, and it's fine. I think he's like a good character and all that. I'm, I'm sure he's going to like skyrocket my ratings out in Aftermath because of how the end of the show with him getting Obito's blood. So I know something really tragic is going to happen. And I know I'm probably going to be a little sad for Takasugi, depending on what happens. Um, so like, I, I like the character. It's just, yeah, like when you have all of the odd jobs, you have all the Shinsengumi, you have the villains, you have some of the side characters. It's like really hard. For him to break my top 10 right now because yeah, like when you have these fully fleshed out characters and then Takasugi, who doesn't get his motivation shown until you know, essay arc in two episodes, and then he gets a complete 180 in his character, and now he's not a good guy, but he's fighting alongside them. It's just kind of hard for me to like think he's the pinnacle of writing, like most of the fan base is led to believe. No, yeah, he's 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 kind of he's just like that boss that just orders around and he just plays the back role without without us really seeing what he's doing in the in the background. I think that's I think that's where Takasugi like really like suffers. And I think if they just like if they just saw the background and what he was doing cuz you see him, he's he's present in, you know, um Benny Zakuda, he's present in that when the Shensungumi that one, I think it was a when he's led astray and they're in the helicopter on the bridge and Gintoki's fighting the helicopter with Banzai. Yeah. He had like, he had a say in it, but he was just like, he wasn't fighting. He yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's like, he's like pulling a lot of the strings, but then at the same time, it's like, how do I feel like he's an intimidating presence when you have Banzai, who's arguably more stronger than Takasugi, like doing all this work. Cause like I said, Banzai's had, I think three fights before uh, Takasugi even had one because Takasugi didn't fight a single time until Shogun Assassination. And then, uh, mind you, like I said, he's a cool character now, but like, again, it's just like, at least villains for me, they gotta do something or at least feel intimidating. And like I said, at that point, he literally was just leading a rebel gang until he over, until he got control of the Kihitai, which he immediately lost in Shogun Assassination. So it's like, you kind of feel like he was a failure of an antagonist in the first place. And I think a lot of people's arguments with what you said is that, well, you liked all these characters, you know, Nobu Nobu didn't have a lot of screen time. Nobu Nobu had just had, he had one goal, and it was, he wasn't looming. He just had his stuff, developed, and that was that. He had his well, time to shine. Talk to city. Yeah. Like, Nobu Nobu had a goal, he succeeded in his goal, realized his goal was wrong, and then paid for his goal. Takasugi didn't succeed in his goal because he wanted to kill Gintoki. I know his motivation changed after that because he wanted to just understand why Gintoki did what he did. Um, but he also, you know, wanted to overthrow the country. They didn't manage that. <laughs> uh, he didn't manage like any of the things he did because, you know, he had the fight with Gintoki. He technically won and then almost got immediately killed by Utsudo and <laughs> Utsudo and the boys. Uh, oh, Stuff like that. Oh. Or oh, 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 I'm sorry. Utsudo is amazing introduction in FS, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I, it doesn't even have to be like screen time that equates to like being the best. Like Kaiki from Onigatsu side tangent. He has six episodes basically where he's at the forefront and he's my favorite character ever compared to that 100 episodes of Monogatsu that are about Adoragi. It's like it's not necessarily screen time that equates to it. It's just what you do with that screen time, and I don't think they use, utilized it well for Takasugi, because again, like that, he's a good character surrounded by great characters, and it's like when Gintama is so much character centric, at least with theirs, that I do tend to favor the ones that had a lot of development thrown towards them. Like I said, so it's like how can I like him more than Kaguya and Shinpachi when I spent the whole show caring about them, or and like the thing with Nobunobu, yeah, he killed off a beloved character, but then you could see like in his regret, and everybody cares for him so much that I was like, okay, I feel comfortable putting above him, like him above these other characters, because everybody in the show really did end up caring about him, regardless of what he did, including most likely uh, Shige Shige. So, 
yeah, I don't know. It's a Takasugi is a weird character for me. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, even I'm, with um, yeah, you're like, I'll go really ahead, hesitant. sir. Yeah, I think with Takasugi, like, even though you, you when you learn his motiva- motivations, a lot of the stuff he did in the background makes sense because, like, when he said he's trying to overthrow the, the government, he's really trying to just, as he said, like, afterwards, he wants to destroy the world that took away his teacher from him. That's what he wanted to do. And by that, he wanted to overthrow the government. He wanted to kill Gintoki because that's what that's the last thing he saw. Gintoki having a tear in his in his left eye before he got three sixty no scope by Obero during that scene. And I think he I just love him as a character. I love his theme. I love everything about him. Oh, and he's just, a like, cool your, 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 your reasoning makes valid sense. It's like, you can't really go wrong with not saying you don't like him or if you love him. One of those things. Yeah, like, I definitely like, want to understand people saying they hate him because, I mean, some people do say they hate him. I'm like, I, I don't hate him. It's just, you know, he's, he's not all that cracked up as like some people say he is. But again, like I said, I haven't seen Aftermath and I know a lot of people do base their opinion on him as of Aftermath. But I think trying to say he's a top ten character before you even get the Shogun assassination is like a lie. As it's like yeah. if if you say that you're lying to yourself. <laughs> so yeah, but I think a lot of people they usually uh like as in the <laughs> the character pull arcs. I think a lot of that kind of equates to their favorite characters in Gintama, more of their design. Yeah. That kind of stuff, and their voice yeah. actors too. And design, how cool they are, stuff like that. Like I understand, like I said, he has a cool design. If I remember correctly, Dio voices him. It's like, yes, he does. How can you go wrong? It's like, like, cause he's he's a cool character. And again, like since he's the parallel to Gintoki, of course he's gonna be that. Like you know, Naruto and Sasuke is basically what Gintoki and Takasuki are. Um, of course, people are gonna like him that much. I I just disagree with that, but. Before we spend all episode, you know, jumping back and forth between Kentucky and Takasugi, uh, we brought up Shogun Assassination and Farewell Shinsengumi a lot uh, and stuff like that. And those are both serious arcs. So I did want to know what your favorite serious arc is. And I think I know the answer, but. Gotta be Farewell. Farewell Shinsengumi. Uh, it's actually not what I was expecting. <laughs> what do you think it was? I thought I remember you liking Shogun Assassination more. You know what? No, I, 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 I've, I put farewell Shitsengumi over that. Even though the ending, you know, the Shogun assassination, they literally do what's in the name. The farewell mm-hmm. Shitsengumi just hit hard. They had a lot of scenes with uh, that made you pretty much tear up, laugh in the same episode. Because yeah. what was it? Uh, when you saw that boat go away or when you saw the Shinsugumi like they were going and you realized they were not going to be there after after a while it hit hard because they're it was like a you have a family member that used to live with you and you really liked them a lot and then they just move out it's a it's a really hard especially with um what was his name I, I forgot what his do name. you mean um Sogo no not Sogo uh, you mean Kondo no, not the Shinsengumi, uh, the Minigumi. Yeah. Uh, Minawari Gumi, that's what they're called. Yeah. Uh, the leader, what was his name? Oh, yeah, you mean God. the elite? Uh, people know who we're meaning the, the, if we say the elite. So. Yeah, the elite, yeah. So when he had an art, especially with the, the male, looking at that, why he named Nobume Nobume. Yeah. I was. That, I was I'm, I'm that was good. Yeah. That was one yeah, of those well, things. There, there's sad. there's so sad. many moments from that fucking arc you can pull that like evoke that emotion because it's like, yeah, like when, his death. Um, it starts with you. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna spend all day thinking about it if we try to do that. But yeah, like you, you find out that he that he's actually not this asshole that he's you know been putting on his act for the whole show. Uh, no, no, uh, Nobume is not, not this heartless killer. 
that you Saburo, thought, that yeah, his name. Saburo. Isaburo, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that it, this elite stuff was all kind of just like a front that he put on. Uh, he's really just a big soft. You know, but May's not just this cold-hearted assassin that she actually, you know, tried to help his family. They both basically were lying to each other the whole time just to disguise that they really loved each other, like mother or like daughter and uh, father. Um, the iconic fight, Shinsengumi from Gintoki, always oh, gives I, me chills. And when you see Kondo just looking like that, you just, it's chills. It was yeah, chills down my Kondo, like, I remember the whole sh- like time in the show. I was like, I'm hoping don't Kondo gets like a badass fight or like uh, extremely like cool moment. And what we got was even better. He didn't fight. And it's because he, he's a, an amazing leader that he went back and saved like the enemies who saved as much people as he can stood up to um believe it was obodo at the uh one i know it wasn't utsu that attacked him but oh no no sorry it was isabudo that slashed him across the face to make sure that he was dead or pretend that he was dead uh just to get the uh i'm forgetting the name of the villain cult in there but utsu's clan away from him and stuff like that like he was a true leader and put himself in harm's way and stuff like that just to save everybody else and like he was basically the sole reason that everybody was able to unite together and at least draw Utsudo's forces back, uh, back enough. And it's, like he was the MVP of that arc, basically. Is what I love most about Kondo. Like this whole show, you think he's just this dumb gorilla, and he still is a dumb gorilla. But he's got he he's he got, got, got to really he's shine in there. Yeah, he's got he's a brain got and a heart, and like that extreme made me extremely love him, and especially like. The Shinsugumi are just my favorite characters because, yeah, Farewell Shinsugumi is also my favorite arc. Uh, I'll mention another arc just so we don't, you know, <laughs> both have the same answer. Uh, but I, they're like my favorite characters. Uh, they have my favorite arcs, their favorite episodes, uh, favorite comedy episodes, basically. Um, and, yeah, all three of them, Hichikata, and the extra four of them, I do love Yamaguchi. I'll admit, I think he's a great character. Mazaki, bro. Yeah, Mazaki. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Haikyuu, guys. I'm my, my bad. They're the same exact type of character. Yamazaki, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Yamazaki too included, but yeah, Hichikata, Sogo, and Kondo especially. Uh, they all this just great dynamic, and especially when Sogo, you know, he's being a dick to Hichikata this whole show. He won't move from his post until Hichikata gives him orders, and again, Thought that was just a beautiful moment. And then Hijikata, of course, fighting alongside Gintoki as uh, no, no, no plays. Always chills. There's so many good moments in Feral Shintagumi that I just think it's better than Shogun Assassination. Mind you, Shogun Assassination is a fantastic arc. Second best in the show, I think. But yeah, yeah you just can't top it. it it's, it's just it's hard so to top hard. it. It's like, it's yeah, again, Utsudo's introduction, I can't stress enough how good that introduction is. Finds out immediately who Utsudo is right off the bat because they did sh- show him. Like I guess it wasn't necessarily introduction, but it's like when he reveals himself to everybody who he is, and you find out he's Shoyo, and you're like, oh shit! And it's it it sets like the tone for the rest of the show. I thought it was great. I thought the soundtrack the whole time was great. I thought the animation is on point. Like everything about it was just perfect. I like it, it's hard to top that arc for me. Yeah, it's it's such a good arc. I, I, I can't you can't stress this enough and how like ridiculously good this the Farewell Shintogumi arc. Mind you, you have to watch the rest. Watch episodes three up to that point because like he said before, like you just watch the serious arcs, they're just arcs without no characters. And you'll just find out something and you won't really get that same feeling that other people that's watched the entire show had have had. And watching it so yeah it's like it's some people try to do that like they use the naruto excuse or whatever like they'll just figure out what the series arcs in gintama are and then skip to them i'm like technically the thing with gintama is that there is no filler because everything that happens in the show it helps you get to know the characters even better like they're ba- the, the filler episodes are the regular episodes essentially so it's like you can't really skip anything in the show if you skip to 305 like some people do and then you know get mad that you don't you don't like their dynamics and you're a little dumb that you, the whole show it's not necessarily gintoki's development because he's an already developed character it's just how he puts that development to use i think and stuff like that and like same with the others it's not necessarily development it's more of you <laughs> developing an attachment to them and that's what makes the show like like crazy good because yeah i mean maybe you can go in you don't you don't know gintoki's backstory until these arcs but you're not 
not going to enjoy it nearly as much because you're not going to care about, you know, why he's acts this way and why he's cracking these jokes and why everybody's putting on this front and acting like everything's okay. It's like, if you haven't seen them through the happy times then you know, watching them go through these crazy hard times, isn't going to hit as hard. So, and the comedy is great. I don't know why people want to skip it. It's like, I'm, I do hate honestly right now that like Gitama's mostly known for its serious arcs. It's like, it's, it's primarily a comedy show. If you were to combine all the series arcs, it would make up maybe 70 episodes out of the 367 take. it has. Yeah, and that's like that's a generous estimate, mind you. Like it it's primarily comedy. Like and even those series arcs are comedy based. So it's like you kind of can't get away from the comedy in there. So it's like I think you have to get used to the show first before you try to get like that far into it. And again, that's why most people don't just like the show because if you stick around and enjoy the comedy that much, when you get to those serious arcs, it's like impossible to not like it because like it's just everything that Gintama is about. And Feral Shitsugumi is the perfect encapsulation of that. It's like the yeah. perfect mesh of like I, I'd say it's probably like the least comedic, honestly, of the of the um serious arcs because I can really only the only gag I remember is the it was them in the prison cell. With the chief Kondo and Katsuda, that's the only gag I can honestly remember from that. Uh, there's that uh, gag. There's the uh, where Sogo throws uh, Kagura on the wall. I didn't even consider that gag. I just consider that a little side joke because yeah, I mean like that was over and done with. It held that like that was so well implemented that it didn't even feel like it took away from the show. He literally just they just kept throwing each other up the wall, and then as soon as they got to the top, they started fighting. So I was like, oh, okay, that's just a cute little way to get to the top. So I didn't even consider that a gag, honestly. Mm, let, me, let me try to think. The hard-boiled detective was... Yeah, because like, it's hard to think of a lot of comedy in that. He the was, start. wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was. He was in the start. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Uh, um, as speaking of which, it's probably time to rewatch those arcs. I know. Yeah, I'm going to go back and rewatch a lot of them. Because, yeah, yeah, like you're saying, Gintama is fucking great. Like I say, it's the perfect blend of serious arcs and it's the perfect blend of comedy arcs. So, I, again, uh, another question What's your favorite comedy arc from Gintama? We might oh. also have the same answer. <laughs> oh, no. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta let me think on this one. You gotta let me think on this one because, <sighs> yeah, well, for me, the, I think the easiest answers just to go to are um, the idol arc, uh, which I'm trying to remember the actual official name of it, but I think it's just called like O2 Chrysler's or something like that. And then um, the scandal. Those are just really fucking great. Like it's, I, I know a lot of people don't like the idol arc and I know that that's the longest arc because they were trying to stretch it out because he didn't know like where to continue from there. Um, so I, I do get that. And yeah, the episodes were stretched out longer than manga and stuff like that. But I, I still found it funny. Like the, they didn't really repeat the same gag except with Takatine. And if you don't like Takatine, come on. Um, they also gave Simpachi probably his only like badass moment in the show up until that point, which was uh, I mean it was a ripoff of Hajime no Ippo or uh, a Shita no Joe, one of the two. But that was the whole point of that fight was literally just like scene for scene ripping on um, one of those shows. But it was still good development for. Uh, uh, Shinpachi, it was a good thing for Toshi because he's letting uh, was it Toji, the otaku, taking over and stuff like that. It was a very cool like parallel between them. Um, and then the, the jokes are just fucking great. Like I said, Takatine really stole the show on that one. <laughs> like he's one of my favorites, man. It's just if you if you can't if you dislike Takatine, man, I'm sorry. Something's wrong like, with you. Dude. Um, so I could think of two that I like right now. So one of them is, uh, I think it's, um, I forget the arc, but it's where they're on the ski resort and where they're riding, oh my the, they're riding the Shogun, <laughs> they're riding the Shogun, yes. <laughs> that one, uh, especially when they like, get lost in the storm. I thought it was hilarious. Not going to lie. Laughing my ass off the pretty much the entire time. And then uh, the scandal arc is, you can't, you can't go wrong with it. It's just oh, the gender bender arc was actually like it was. Oh, it was a good yes. arc. The it was a genuinely good arc. Was, yeah. 
was actually a genuinely good arc. I'm trying to remember, I had an up, abrupt end right, but that was the joke. Yeah. Yeah, that was the joke. I think they were. I can't remember the full arc. Good. I know there's like some shorter, like two episode comedy arcs that I probably loved just as much as the other ones. Um, because there's some really stupid ass. Oh my god! How could I forget the Guardian Spirit, the final episode of um, the Slip Arc? So right before Silver Soul, the whole Guardian Spirit just episode oh, yeah. is so stupid, and I love it. I don't know, and it's just for the soul. <laughs> Cots at a joke of him yelling uh Nissan because you know they uh as Toyota Nissan blows up because that's his Honda that that's his guardian spirit and I I don't know I just love Katsuda I'm sorry he's just hilarious <laughs> anytime he's anytime he's on screen he's just fucking hilarious no hey, when they, when they come back uh, when they come back like episode two hundred and get Toki's Yamcha <laughs> oh yeah. Well, they've done so many returning gags, yeah. It's hard to keep track. I think that was the... Was that the first or second time they returned, man? I second don't know. Time. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it was the second time. Yeah. It should have been around, like, 200. That's when they went from... Um, that, that's when they went to 16-9 ratio. That was the first time. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, I remember now. Or Wasn't that the mind control shit, too? Yeah. Mm. I remember that. Yeah, that was. That had to have been with a, with a mole. No, no, no. That was that was the second. That was the second time they came in. <laughs> I don't know, the man. Time. They got they got canceled <laughs> and returned so many times. Yeah, it was so funny. They make they make jokes out of everything. Yeah, and they even made fun of like genuine, like real stuff, which is kind of funny if you know the backstory to it too. Which I actually had to look up. And then I watched the, watch the, the Nintendo Wii episodes, especially. I like those ones. Uh, Those are fucking hilarious. Katsuyo, Katsuyo, that's what his name was. Um, I'm trying to remember what specific episode the Katsu rap was in, but Katsu rap, of course, amazing oh. elite. It's just that scene alone. I, I no, that's the one. Um, uh, what was it? The they were on a, going on a date. It was like forty something or thirty something. Was it that early? I'm trying, Jesus. I yeah, so. I don't know. It was definitely a season one joke. I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many to choose from. Like I said, it's not just like the Idawampo is the ones out of the water. It's like, oh, it, it's, why, it's. How can I forget this one? Ill Smith. <laughs> yes, the Ill Smith episode. Yes. Just for the stupid joke alone of Katsuda walking in and he's Ill Smith and everybody turns into Ill Smith at the end. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And then, of course, the uh, yes, we can. Everybody should recognize that. You know, that's, of course, yeah. <laughs> what Obama says, I think, is what he mentioned. It's, yeah, that's uh, a, it's a slogan. Uh, that, was, that was a good yeah. one. I remember that one. Yeah, there, I, there's so many dumb jokes in Gintama. Yeah, oh, um, how could we forget? the? We were going to say the full name. Uh, so, so we can stretch out time I'm here. So I can mention one of my favorite jokes. I'll look it up. Oh, uh, you want to men- you want to mention the full name? Uh, give uh, buy me some time, all right? Buy me some time. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess I can add on an extra episode I thought was uh funny. Um, hmm. the Guardian Dog. Honestly, even though it is one of my favorite series arcs, the first episode is still fucking hilarious with them trying to get a uh, the Yakuza son out of the uh, shed. It, it becomes a hard hitting emotional thing later on. But, you know, like, without that added on context, it's really funny. Um, did you pull up that name? Yes, I did. <laughs> Are you ready to right. for two minutes? Yeah, so, of course, we couldn't, you know, have this list without perhaps one of the most iconic and funniest uh, jokes in the show. Uh, you can go ahead and take it away, Jake. Uh, what would that name so, be? So, the arc is called Jugen Jugen Shit Tossing of Shin Chan's Two-Day-Old Underwear of Shinpachi's Life Baumung Fazilion. Fezilon, Isaac Schneider, one-third pure love, two-thirds hangnail, anxiety, betrayal, knows my name or does it, really ignores calls squid, dogfish helba, trout, cod dogfish, this is a different dogfish, I'm talking about the dogfish shark, Kaluga, angular ray, yukitimi miko moko, pepe 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 runny diarrhea. Yes, of course, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't make this list without that one, like, that's just the... That pinnacle of Gintama comedy there. 
again, that's the perfect one. Like uh, the JoJo's arcs, my problem was that they repeated that art, that joke too much. I think this is the perfect example of how to like do the same joke over and over, but make it funny. Because this was only two episodes. But they said that name as many times as they feasibly could. And it was hilarious every fucking time because it just wasted time. <laughs> it was like just them standing there with the name scrolling along the bottom. And it was fucking hilarious. At the end of the arc where they just write it. Oh, yeah. Oh. They just write it at the bottom. <laughs> they, wrote, they wrote it down at the... Was it... Um... Yeah. Or oh, forgetting a lot of the names, guys. Forgive us again. Forgive us, yeah. Oh. I'm surprised we managed to make it this far, honestly. If you guys managed to make it this far, congrats, all two of you. Cube, Cube, <laughs> oh my god, I, I forget mm-hmm. her. Love her too. Love her too. We can talk about this. Will be, probably be our last point. We can talk about how just it's just a quick point, and then we'll go. We'll get on with the rest of the show. Yintama's voice actors are probably some of the best I've ever heard. Oh, like yeah. some it's of those, awesome. some of those characters, they just it just fits. Like you, the second you see it. It clicks, and then when you hear them in any other like series, you associate them with the Gintama character, and I think that's so. It's they do a, such a good job, and I think it's because the voice actors do have a lot of freedom too, and that's where we get we get to have such like gray gray moments. Oh yeah, they make the characters their own. Yeah, like Sugito, the voice of Gintoki, any show he's in. It's not, it's not like that character that he's voicing. It's going to be Gintoki voicing that character. I refer to any character that's voiced by Gintoki as, you know, Gintoki. Like Demon Slayer, he voices the Stone Pillar. That's Gintoki to me. Uh, Kagura, as much as I love Totodoro, the JP sub, that's, that's Kagura to me. Um, it, yeah, they, they own their characters. They, it's a really fucking solid, like every single one of them, even their side characters, uh, especially, uh, God, what's the ninja's name? Oh, oh hemorrhoid. the hemorrhoid, hemorrhoid one, right? Well, not him, but he's dope too. No, no, no. Uh, Toby? Toby, there we go. Yes, her. And yeah, and even the hemorrhoid ninja, he's fucking great voice actor too. He Hichikata, amazing voice actor. And I know he's in a lot of shows too, and he loves Hichikata especially. Um, all of them, amazing voice actors. Like it's a super talented cast. Um. And I think they really do lend themselves to the show perfectly uh, and probably not carries, but some of the biggest aspects of the show. Because, again, I think I've mentioned before, production value is not Gintama's strong suit. Like, they, the episodes don't look bad to me. I'm never, like, thinking, like, animations like out of place or anything. But it's never anything, like, spectacular. It's, it's, they use a lot of the same backgrounds, a lot of the same set pieces. Uh, uh, Sense is mostly comedy-centered. They don't need to focus on crazy animation anyways. Um, but you know, when they do get to those uh, cool fights, they're always very solid and stuff like that. Uh, so for the most part, though, because, you know, there's not anything crazy going on, the voice talent is especially what carries the show. And it, it's really good. Like, you need a good voice talent for things like this, especially when they do those stupid jokes of still frames holding. They're super entertaining just to listen to. So, yeah, solid, yeah. solid cast. I didn't, it can't be understated that, how, like, how good they are, or overstated, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, they're... You can. They're just so good. I can. I can really just say that they're just really good. As like you said, they just carry. They carry those still frames where they're just they're you just a picture of odd jobs looking out, and it's just a still frame for maybe like five to ten minutes, or maybe an entire episode. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, they I do remember carry. that. One. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Like so, we love Kintama, and since that was our last point, we're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up here. We hope you guys enjoy this kind of thing. We kind of want to. We're not gonna do this a lot. We're kind of do this like sad episodes, more like uh, we have our main episodes and the main episode titles, and this is our filler. And we want to do sort of like shows like it may not just be me and Kazu. It would maybe Kazu and Tilly just talk about Eurocamp because you guys you guys do love Eurocamp as well. Yeah, I wrote to Unicamp S2, we could do. <laughs> but now we can't yeah, milk they, this. They, they, yeah, we, they, we, can, we can milk it, all right? We need them views. Anyways, uh, but if you guys do like us, please reach out to us on Twitter. Like, Tell us you like it if you want to see more. If we have other shows that we do enjoy and that you guys suggest, we could find a way to maybe slip it in. 
And we are also thinking, like, maybe, like, if we're talking about another show, we would have a guest with just me or just two members of the ass cast and one guest, and we'll just be talking about one show. Let us know if you guys want to see that or have suggestions for that. That would be great. As always, you can find us down below in the description. We're on Twitter, Apple Podcast, um, Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff. Follow us on Twitter. I'm about to break 100 followers, please. I need a ratio Kazu soon. Very I'm soon. I'm about to break uh, 3,000 followers. So, anyways, <laughs> we hope you guys enjoy. We'll see you guys in the next episode.